All right. Have you ever come across um, either, you know, it's, it's always internet, but <laughs> have you ever come across videos or materials or articles or whatever? Uh, have you ever come across something where you're like, it's so cool that you wish you were into that that hobby or that area, but just because the thing is so cool, even though you're not really like it's it's kind of like when you started looking at like like Rivian trucks, yeah. like you're 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 not a truck guy, but you're like this thing the is out- so the cool. outdoorsy stuff, yeah yeah. It's like yeah, now I'm gonna go camping. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So so I came across this thing that is clearly like like really old okay this is this this is another one of those things that fits into the category of news to me but it's it's i'm pretty sure it's really old uh and and you might have heard of this already but it's definitely one of those things that made me think to myself man i wish i sawed stuff like i wish i built stuff with wood and saws um yeah because this thing is like super cool so and and what's crazier about it actually is that i wish like this thing almost makes you want to have an accident. Like that's how cool this thing is. <laughs> so, have you heard of saw stop? Saw stop? Yeah. No. Okay. It's it's super super cool. Okay, and I'll I'll be honest. Uh, typical etc. I don't really know the the full details <laughs> of this, but I liken it to like an airbag. Okay, so you know an airbag. Um, you know it's not really like it's not like mechanical pressure pushing in a lot of air into an airbag to expand it so fast. It's a chemical reaction that ex- that causes really right. fast expanding air, right? That Like, that's the only way you can do it so quickly, right? It's like you need some kind of... You can't mechanically pump air into an airbag that fast, right? You need a chemical yep. reaction order, right? And, and you're, you're talking about the, like, airbag in a car if you get into an accident, like how it just explodes. Yes, yes. So, actually, yeah. So, this is, like, kind of, like, actually on, on multiple levels, like, you, like that, okay? So, yeah. so what saw stop is, it's it's a safety measure um, to to literally stop a table saw. So, it's, it's a table stop. Oh, it's a table saw. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's meant to, like, you know, if if you get your hand stuck in the saw or whatever, it, it, it stops the saw. Right. But it's so cool because what it is, it's, like, and this is where the details definitely start going, like, away from me <laughs> fleeting as it were um yep. it, it, there's some kind of like explosion that happens <laughs> like so this basically there's this there's this thing that's un, like so okay this is so bad okay so there's a there's a table saw right you know what a table saw is there's a table with a, a saw inside it right yeah and ha- half of the blade is above the table and half of the blade's kind of underneath the table right well on the piece that's underneath the table there is like this mechanism that explodes um, when it detects your skin touching the blade, okay. So hmm. if your skin comes in contact with the blade, the, I guess you know how like h- human skin conducts electricity or whatever, right? So it it, it basically completes the circuit or something like yep. that, causes this like instantaneous in- instantaneous explosion that this thing explodes and like basically jams this like mechanical thing into the saw to stop the saw. Basically, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. And what's really crazy about this is there's this like I, maybe multiple YouTube videos of this, but like there's a YouTube video of this that I, I watch, and the guy literally like throws a hot dog, like <laughs> simulating his finger, yeah, like into the saw, you know, he just kind of flings it in, and the hot dog has like this like just this minor minor scrape, like that's how fast 
yeah. the the explosion is. And people have gotten cut on this thing, like sorry, have like had an accident with it, and and basically all it amounts to is like a little, like almost like a scratch or scrape, yeah. like on your finger. So yeah, yeah. So so saw stop, like is definitely. So I want to start sawing. But I mean, how weird is that, right? Like why, like I feel like a safety feature has to be super cool for you to want to be involved in it because, like, I mean. Hopefully, if you buy the thing, you're never gonna want to experience yeah. the safety you're, feature, right? And I'm assuming but, at that at that point, can you? Because you know, like airbags, right? It's not, it's not, it's yeah. not easy to. Um, I think actually, there's some rules around if if you get into an accident and the airbags deploy, you actually have to get that fixed in a very specific way, and they don't even allow you to right. to like you know because it's not like you can just go to the store and buy an shove airbag. it back in or yeah so is it, is it the same for this where like you i'm assuming that it's not a simple thing like once it once it's done that it probably you, yeah you have to get it replaced or something uh i don't know but the the way it looked is like they're almost like cartridges like they're like these like things that you play so you might be able to do it yourself but i'm i'm yeah i'm assuming it's probably not necessarily a cheap thing like it's yeah. not one of these things where you buy like 10 of them so you can show your friends like Oh man, like check out my finger, like the yeah. saw or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, so super, super cool. Saw stop. Mm. All right. Welcome everybody to the ETC podcast, your one stop pod for entertainment, technology, and cars and all things random. My name is Casey Lee, and sitting across the city from me, as always, is Aaron Sedekar. Now it is episode 53, but I wasn't 100% sure because literally five minutes ago when we were setting up, I wanted to check what episode we were on. And when I went to our host, <laughs> their website is down. Due oh. to a wide, due to a yes. widespread outage right. of AWS, I guess AWS is down for a lot of people. So, do you notice any any anything that you use? Uh, you know what? I I didn't. I was I was kind of in one of those like flow modes. Like I didn't have any meetings today, um, and I was just kind of heads down coding. Um, yeah, no, I I did not notice anything. How about you? Like, was this pretty bad? No. Um, yeah, I, I did. I didn't. <laughs> Did not notice anything, although uh, later on, I, I it's related to something that uh, I want to talk about, but uh, All right. I did, did not notice uh, any impact, at least for me. Well, I'm happy because one of the main things I, I rely on is not listed in their many AWS services that is down. Like what basically I host all our clients work on is, is not down right now. So yeah. luckily that's okay. But it's always one of those nice things that like if AWS goes down, like if any of my client sites go down, it's like it's fine because the entire internet's down at that point, right? So it's like, um, yeah. yes, episode fifty three. Now, now follow the follow the math with me here. Stick with me on this. Mm-hmm. Follow the math here. So, um, you know, we've definitely had seasons that were longer than this season. Um, so FDK, this is our second last episode of the season. So episode thirteen of season six. We've definitely had seasons that have had. Uh, maybe I want to say 13, 14 episodes, kind of somewhere there, 15 maybe. Um, but those episodes contained double fat episodes. And if you recall, double fat episodes were always recorded on the same night, right? Like we basically recorded one episode back to back with another one and just split it up into two and release them separately, right? So if you follow that, that kind of, uh, that kind of, not logic, but you follow that process, our longest season that had the most episodes, if you combine the double fats, into like counting the number of recordings and the number of weeks that we've done, this actually is our longest season that we've ever done. Okay. So yeah. So a bit of a hmm. bit of a celebration there. Yeah. I think I think season two or three was the longest, but again, it, it had at least uh two double fats 
Yeah. So again, you you subtract two from there or yeah. three from there. Uh, if there were three double flats or whatever, and it, it, it kind of ends up somewhere like ten or eleven recordings in a row or something okay. like that. So yeah, season six has been the longest season uh, we've we've ever produced. So um, and I don't know if you feel it, but probably a good time to slow down. And we we seem to <laughs> have less and less to talk about <laughs> as these weeks. Yeah, it's gonna go be a twenty on. minute. This is gonna be a twenty minute. Uh, we're halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, so so yes, yeah, so, so we're, this is our second last episode, and um, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I always put you on the spot here. We we always seem to have our our season planning meetings on the air. Yeah, exactly. So so, so I don't know. All right, Are uh, you meeting th- notes should, uh, taking. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, November twenty fifth. Uh, meeting notes. Um, so are we doing our Christmas episode next week? Is that going to be the end of it? Or are we are we delaying it into December for some reason? I mean, it, it is December next week. Like is yeah like, yeah it's it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna happen in December. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, it's gonna be uh, some sort of Christmas special, I guess. Yeah, and but, uh, but you're not you're not still not committing to when exactly? Just sometime in December. <laughs> yeah, ex- ex- exactly. B- before before Christmas, maybe. Okay, okay. So sometime in December, you guys can expect the season finale of season six of the ETC podcast. Um, We do not have a correspondence section this week, but I will say some insider news. Um, Mm. We talked talked about the environmental episode last week uh, and Deanna writing in. So she has written us since to kind of give us a little bit of guidance and a little bit of notes. So the environmental episode is in the works um, you know, so we are going to do an environmental kind of awareness episode coming up in season seven. Can you guys feel it? You know, it's, it, like, it's like we have a, it's like a legitimate podcast with, with, um, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know what the, the title is, but you know, they have like contributors like research, or research yeah. people, yeah, yeah, research staff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Totally. No, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is almost as if we have a legitimate podcast. Well, another sign that we do actually have some semi legitimate podcast is we got reached out to by another service, and this one okay. a little bit more legi- this one a little bit more legitimate mm. than the buying views and subscribers and all that stuff. Uh, there's a s- transcription service actually that re- reached out oh, okay. to us, and also and, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, they reached out to us via email. I don't know if they found us on YouTube oh, or somewhere else. Old school. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and they f- yeah they found our email. Um, I mean, even the I mean, even the people who emailed us about the the views and subscribers actually that was via email as well. Actually. Oh, okay, yeah. So I mean, I I think our email is on our YouTube channel, so I, it's probably the way they found us. I'd be very surprised if people found us, to be honest, via the the podcast channels. It just seems like a lot harder to get, get discovered through that than than through YouTube. So, um, but anyways, they they offer like kind of like you know SEO improvement and all the stuff like that. So I I, I clicked on the free transcription. Um, and, uh, you know, it definitely wasn't a, uh, definitely not a manual process, definitely an automated machine going through our words. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was quite interesting. It was quite interesting to see, uh, how, I guess, badly we speak English because the transcription, <laughs> <laughs> the transcription, maybe, it's, maybe def- it's not our fault. Maybe, it, maybe it's the, uh, the transcription bot, right? We'll blame it on, yes. we'll blame it on that. Exactly, and, and hence why we're not pursuing it. But I mean, yeah. again, yeah. this was a legitimate business. Uh, not to not to discount the other ones, but something that I think it does have value. But you know, for a podcast of you know thirty and declining subscribers, uh, <laughs> maybe not worth our worth, worth our money yet. But we'll that, keep you guys in that's mind. A, so. That's a real reason that the season is uh, is coming to an end. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, anyways, thanks for reaching out again. The the fact evidence that we exist out there is always always a good thing. So, yeah. Okay, let's get to the news. Um, really cool thing that my wife told me about actually. Um, so Brenton told me. Um, so do you know uh, what uh, rondelles are? I mean, I, I didn't know this word before. Like, and, really and I'll, I'll, I'll give familiar. you a hint. It's it's London related. So something you eat. No, not quite, not quite. Okay. So so what it is, do you know the um you know like the London Underground, the kind of famous subway system in London? Yep. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the, famous. I think it's pretty famous. Yeah, it's is it is underground the nickname? I think or, it's literally called the underground. Okay. I mean some people call it the tube. Like the tube. you know, you That's take it. the tube, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the London Underground. Um but you know they're they're kind of iconic like kind of symbols for like they're kind of like a round circle. And then they have a kind of like a square box and it says like the station name on it. Yeah. Right. Like I think it's kind of like this, you know, kind of almost like, um, like you know, in New York has those like letters for like the different lines, like in circles, like that's kind of like iconic, right? Like it's kind of like that, right? So it's that, yeah. it's that red, that kind of red circle with the blue bar with the station name in it. So really cool um, because it's, I guess, starting with a circle, uh, Sony has decided to kind of invest in some advertising and they have these kind of special edition PlayStation 5 rondelles uh, around uh, London. And so what they are, it's like you'll have the circle in the name, but then there's one that's a square in the name, and then there's one that's an X, and then there's one that's a triangle. So uh, pretty, pretty cool. It's like, hmm. you know, it, it's cool because the circle one already works, right? And again, yeah. FDK, I mean, those are the shapes of the buttons on the PlayStation 5. So I guess kind of in a in a... Uh, you know, uh, advertising uh, yeah. kind of campaign. They kind of converted some of these rondelles to like PlayStation shapes. So that's that's super cool. Yeah, um, Dave Chappelle has officially wrote or talked to Netflix informally, <laughs> I guess, and just said take down the the Chappelle show. I don't know. Did you hear the story? Yeah, I I, I think I don't think it's. Uh, I think they just did it. Like Netflix uh, um, agreed to. Take his show off their service, yeah. but I think it's it's been a long time coming. Like it sounds to me that um, he had requested this a while back because I guess oh, whoever okay. whatever network owned the rights through uh, Comedy Central, I think that's when. Yes, is it comedy? There's I always get the American and the Canadian. There's two comedy networks, right? Yeah, maybe they're both American. Uh, Comedy Central, Comedy Central is American. Canadian okay. is. Comedy Network, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the American one. Um, yes. So I guess he he did he didn't intend it to be on Netflix streaming, but I guess whatever right. network owned the rights, they they sold it. So I guess um, it's interesting because I, I don't know if you know more details because I'm I might just be making all this up. Um, <laughs> but it's it sounded like there was no like his Netflix can just agree like they can basically say like yeah we we agree with you. So I don't think it was actually. I think it was a case of actually Netflix just agreeing with Dave Chappelle, even though they didn't have to do it. Like they weren't legally obligated. Yeah. To well, I mean, I mean, they. I mean, I guess if you own the if you own the rights to do to stream something, I mean, nothing's stopping you from taking it down, right? And yeah. yeah. What, what what I find a little bit weird about the story. So okay, what what what's interesting about the story? So I, I read the Engadget version of this, and they made a they made a pretty good comment about like you know this isn't all altru- altruistic because Netflix has a relationship with Dave Chappelle with his new comedy specials and stuff like that, and yeah, and so you know they want to keep him happy, right? 
But yeah, what no, I found a little bit vague, and maybe you know a little bit more about this, or no. maybe just neither neither of us knows anything <laughs> about this story. But yeah. um, it seemed a little bit vague. Dave Chappelle's reasoning, like it just said, like, I guess he said it, they make like, it makes me feel bad. And is it because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand if it's because he he's not getting royalties that he he just hates that you know people are making money off him and mm. and he sees none of that, which is yep. totally fair. Yeah, um, I don't know if if maybe he just doesn't like that show or he's not proud. Like I, I didn't get really, and maybe nobody knows. Maybe he's been vague about it. I don't know, but like it wasn't very clear. Why he said they make me feel bad. I'm not. I'm not against him. Like it's just. It's just. I. It's interesting how kind of yeah. vague the reasoning behind it is, right? So um, I definitely do not. Yeah. yeah, I definitely do not know. Um, I actually don't like. Do you? <laughs> do you know how? Something I've always wondered is how does um, you? You mentioned royalties, but I, like I actually yeah. don't know how any of that works in the world of Netflix, right? Because I think how it used to work with television was. Uh, and this is how like, you know, folks like Seinfeld and when I like how they made so much money was obviously you make a lot of money off the original run, but I think yep. every time there's a re-airing or, or syndication, you get paid out for that. Right. Um, right, right, right. But I don't know how it works with Netflix. I'm assuming it's similar to something like I, I, I know how services like Spotify and, and Apple music work. It's like based on plays, right? So the more plays right, I think right. they pay out, I don't know if there's tiers or per play. Um, so I wonder if it's the same for Netflix. Uh, if, in that case, if they're having the rights, like would they pay for every play? And yeah, in which case maybe, again, if, if Chappelle's not getting any of that, I could see that, right? It's literally yeah. his creative work and if he's not getting any compensation, then yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's the reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I have no idea. So <laughs> it's classic. Uh, if, if, you happen, if you happen to know how uh, Netflix licensing and streaming licensing goes, uh, yeah, definitely write us If you know how to use podcast. Google... Please, uh, <laughs> <laughs> please, please show us because because yeah. something we're sorely sorely missing. Uh, definitely email us podcast.etc at gmail.com. Um, got some news that I'm sure I'm sure Brody is losing his mind over on this one. I'm, I'm sure he's he's listening to this one. He's like, guys, this is my story. This is the one. This is the reason I listen to the etc podcast is for you guys to break this story. So, beloved. Huge famed movie trilogy, uh, uh, you know, hugely highly revered movie trilogy. Uh, one that I have not seen, and uh, you know, people scold me for not having seen it. And in oh. fact, uh, my good family friend Rob and his family even bought it for me one Christmas, and I still haven't <laughs> seen it yet. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, yeah. All right, so we are talking about the Godfather. Mm. So it, it's not I, again like if you know me, it, it's I have nothing against these movies. It's like so many things I haven't seen. I have nothing against them. It's just I just have never gotten around to it or never have been in the mood for it. And so, so I, uh, you know, bit of a warning here. This story could be completely wrong because I have not seen the Godfather and I don't know anything about the Godfather. This is gonna be great. <laughs> but based based on popular conversations and things that I've heard, I've heard Godfather 3 is notoriously terrible. It's a mm. terrible movie. It really ruined the trilogy. Godfather 1 was great. Godfather 2, I guess, was pretty good. And Godfather 3 just ruined it. So how am I doing? Is that all, so far right? Have you seen them? Have you seen them? 
I, I have, but I'm not, it, it's not, I think some people have a lot stronger opinion with that. Yeah. Like I've, I've watched all of them. Um, I, that sounds about right, but I, 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 I'm not, I don't have an opinion the same way I would about like Star Wars where I've okay, watched yeah. it like 10 times or something. Right. Um, right, right, right. But let's just go with it. Let's. <laughs> but you, I'm sure you've heard that though, right? That Godfather Three is supposed to be really bad, right? I th- I I'm pretty sure so. that's right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, yeah. And that's it. That's the news. No. Um, <laughs> so the the other the other thing is, um, okay. So so these movies came out in again some time that we don't know, but I'm assuming like <laughs> late '80s, late '80s to early '90s is when these movies came out. That's where I'm gonna yeah, put my thumb. I, I, w- I want to say 80 seems a bit early, but maybe the first one was was that. Yeah. So clearly yeah. neither so of us really a- know anything about these movies. <laughs> so let's say 20, 30 years since yeah. Godfather 3 came out and everybody hated it. So yeah. now this is where the, this this is where this is where the the news might be completely wrong. So at least I, I, every- I thought we were already I thought we were already there, but <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that wasn't news, though. Like what what I was saying yeah, was yeah, just yeah. kind of like stuff I've heard and stuff in the past. And, yeah. But the news is coming up, and the news could be completely wrong, completely false. You know, Twitter flag this. You know, false news. Um, so what I think has happened is there is now a new cut of Godfather Three, mm-hmm. which could be wrong. That could be wrong. But it's it's okay. called God Godfather Coda. Um, Coda, I believe, referring to the um, the musical technological term there, whatever. <laughs> um, Wait, what? Coda is like an ending, right? To this, it's a musical bar. Oh, like in sheet uh, sheet music, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Okay, you'd think okay. I would remember exactly what it is, but I can't remember. It's like I think you play you play like the the thing, and then you go back and you play it again, but then you jump to the coda, something like that. I can't okay. remember. So Godfather Coda is theoretically <laughs> a recut of Godfather 3, the definitive, like, this okay. is this is what Godfather 3 should have been in the first place. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're kind of that. trying to redeem, uh, presumably, maybe the, the, the version that they released left out a yes. lot of key things. Okay. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, there's another, that's, there's, the, there's a few movies in the, in the like, I've, that's happened to right. I'm trying to think of. There's been a few um, movies where, like, it basically everyone says the theat- theatrical releases is, is garbage. And was then, like, re- yeah, yeah. And and, and I want and yeah. I want to say they're they're kind of like older, almost like again, kind of like highly respected. Mo- I shouldn't say yeah. highly respected because obviously they didn't like the theatrical release, but like yeah. kind of like The Godfather, where it's like they're in a world or something like that, where it's like either movies surrounding them or movies in the same series or something that were really good. And they kind of had to recut them. Um, yeah, I can't think. I mean, there, there's, isn't there some Zack Snyder stuff where the there's like a director's cut that's supposed to be way better than the theatrical release? I want to yeah, say, a, yeah, <laughs> Suicide Squad maybe, maybe not in the realm of Godfather, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. more of these like um, older movies that like they basically it's a whole hour longer. Like the yeah. because I feel like this doesn't happen anymore. Where like the uh, the director's cut is like so much different. But I, I think yes, like yes. things like Blade, the original Blade Runner, I think maybe is. One I was going to say Blade Runner actually. Yeah, yeah, that came to mind actually. Where yeah, like it's yeah. a whole hour longer, right? I mean, right. I, I feel like those things. I don't know. I, maybe I just haven't looked, but I feel like that doesn't really happen anymore. Where these like extended yeah. cuts are I mean, are like so much. Yeah. 
so much better. Yeah, like I will say, like the extended cuts of certain things that I've watched, like like I've only watched the extended cuts of certain things, like so Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the extended cuts do offer some interesting insight, like and there are definitely some interesting moments. But I honestly feel like they're tighter films, like the original cuts. Like I feel like they work better in their original form, actually. Right. Um, and you know that's probably the extent of my extended cut watching, actually. So, <laughs> um, Godfather Coda. Yeah. Uh, now here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I have no idea what this thing is coming out on. I think. I think maybe Netflix. <laughs> like, it, I, I, I want to hazard a guess that it's coming out to Netflix. Um, I, I thought it was a brand new Godfather, but then when I watched, started watching the first 10, 15 seconds of the trailer, it seemed like it was just kind of this recut as like the, 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 the original way it should have been experienced or whatever. Right. So, yeah. um, yes, Godfather Coda, check it out on some network. Uh, we're going <laughs> to take a short break, but, uh, we'll be, we'll be right back after this. We are back on this episode 53 of the ETC podcast, your one-stop pod for entertainment, technology, and cars. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're getting some decent views on that, actually. But there are three videos on our channel that still have zero views, which I think is a really, really, really rare thing to have on YouTube. Um, But definitely check us out there. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the ETC podcast. Um, The Lego Star Wars holiday special is released on Disney+. Plus. Definitely check that out. Lego Star Wars is my new favorite show to watch right now so definitely check that out but we're not here to talk about that we are here today to talk about what is on aaron's noggin but underneath his headphone connector band thingy i mean i mean that lego star wars special now is on my on my mind <laughs> because I, I i did not know that was a thing and that sounds amazing um, yeah so the trailer the trailer came out a couple weeks ago and and i didn't yeah. realize it was it's just out now so it's, yeah it's on disney plus check it out so. okay I, yeah i gotta check that out um Cool. Uh, so the the AWS outage earlier you mentioned. Um, yes. And maybe we should explain that because I, I feel that beyond I, yeah. like the nerd community, <laughs> it's actually a really hard I was gonna thing say, to explain. I, but yeah, I was going to say FDK for sure on that one. Yeah, and it's is it it's kind of like I feel like it's such a tricky thing to explain because it's sort of like oh Amazon and mo- like I think we take for granted that we know that Amazon does a lot of things and not just, you know, where you go buy whatever, toilet paper and, and things like that. Yes. Um, but it's, it is kind of a weird concept to explain like, oh, yeah, you know that company that, you know, you just buy whatever and they deliver to the next day. They also host like 50% of the internet. You, like it's because <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people are just like, would be like, well, what are you talking about? Like, what, what, what do you mean they, they host the internet? <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been in the industry and it, it took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. And and it's still still to this day, like I talk to other, you know, software developers and engineers and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's it's still not the widest known fact about Amazon, you know, you're, even though you're right, like the entire, like a good chunk of the internet runs on yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And, and like I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to try to describe this. But yeah, I, I, even I am not sure if this is correct, but. Essentially, I think, so Amazon is obviously a very big company, right? And I think at some point along the way, because, you know, they're an internet company, and so they had to build a lot of uh, technology to support that, right? And you can imagine how many million people every day, um, millions, uh, probably visit their site and, and are constantly generating traffic 
there's a lot of infrastructure that does need to support that. And I think at some point, Jeff Bezos, I'm sure a lot of other smart people there probably figured, hey, if we built this for ourselves, right, we could probably repurpose this. Other um, companies, other people developing, you know, internet applications might have a use for this technology. So as I understand it, that's how it kind of happened. But then they made it into a business. Like they, they were like, okay, well, let's put this out there. And now it's actually... Um, a, a huge business, like it's one of their main businesses, and a lot of companies, you, like a lot, like you might use day to day, actually use Amazon as basically a lot of their hosting and cloud services and storing data and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that does that. Like, I don't know if you would explain it any differently, but <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I think you're doing. I think you're doing all it's right. It's like I, I feel like that's just right. t- that's just scratching the surface because. Yeah. It's insane. Like I think you know when they first started, it was it was basically just um, like hosting, web hosting, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if you if you had an app and you wanted to put it on the internet somewhere, um, and you don't want to have that in your house, right? Like on an actual computer, you could just hire Amazon basically for pretty cheap. But now they do all sorts of crazy things, right? There's like, you know, they they um, they they host like uh, services for. Um, a lot of smart devices and things like that. Like you and I kind of played around with um, yes. trying to make something for like for a smart device. And um, so th- this is actually uh, what I kind of want to talk about. And I don't know if I feel like I have maybe ranted about this previously, but that doesn't matter. I feel like every good podcast, this is, this is actually better than what a lot of podcasts do where they just like, do you ever, <laughs> do you ever notice how they just bring back an old episode and they just play, they just play the whole thing. Like it, yeah. it, it says it's a, it's a repost. Um, so I, I like I like I like the audacity that you have to instantly say that we're better than all the yeah. other podcasts that are probably pretty good because it's it's not a repost. I'm just like maybe re-saying something re-ranting. I did in the past. Yeah, re-rant. <laughs> yeah. But um, it would it would also be good to it would be also good to compare like the current rant the, up, the previous updated, rant, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. See how you've grown as a person. Exactly. So um, Amazon. Uh, hosts a lot of things on the internet, like I said, and one of the things that it hosts and has services for is a lot of smart devices, right? So, you know, a lot of people I feel now you might have something in their in their house, like a smart switch, smart light bulbs, um, smart doorbell. Um, and, you know, they're called smart, but they're basically just like internet connected devices, right? Like you can yep. check in if you're away, you can check in the, the cameras, you can turn off your lights from your phone, things like that. Um, which is great. It's like, yeah, that's that's the future, right? Cool. Like, we you can control all these things from from your devices. Um, but today, I don't know if you saw. Like, the, the, actually, I didn't know about the outage until I saw a tweet of people basically complaining. Somebody was making fun of um, people saying uh, one person was like saying their doorbell was not working because Alias okay. is down, and another person yeah, was yeah. saying they're they're one they're, like their robot vacuum, and I, I hopefully not a. Hopefully not an iRobot vacuum because they're great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. maybe another company, their they, their vacuum just was not working because AWS was down. Uh, okay, and it's just like I, I think the that kind of highlights a little bit of a ridiculousness of these smart devices, which is like in the best case scenario, they like make your life a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yes, the smart doorbell. Okay. Um. It makes your life a little bit better than a normal doorbell, right? May, like yeah. you can see who's at the door, but to be honest, like, ha, like, is that a huge is that a huge benefit? I think some people will say maybe, 
But in the worst case scenario, it makes your life so much worse because now your yeah. doorbell doesn't even work. It just... You know, it, you know, I so okay. I, I mean, I'm sure you have a bigger point about this, but I yeah. totally 100% agree with this because I think, I mean, that okay, that well, first of all, that just seems like bad design. Like, there, there should be a yeah, fallback, it's, it's totally to work as a regular I mean, doorbell. It's, it's, is it maybe because it's so easy to make these things now that anyone can make them and they just rely right. on services like Amazon, right? Like, okay, like, for example, like the August lock or whatever, yeah. right? Like, or any of these smart locks. At yeah. least they have a mechanical part to it. it yeah, that if, yeah, yeah. If it dies, you can still physically you can lock still. your door, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I feel like I feel like the basic, like, if the internet goes down, you should still be able to use your doorbell. So that, that's one thing. I think that, that seems a really poor design. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, though, I, I I think a really, a really big, um, maybe not a problem, but a th- something we don't talk about enough is, like, so we talk about, yes, like like the advancement of technology, but there are, and I'm sure a lot of other people have talked about this, like I'm, I'm sure this is not an original thought, but I think we don't really realize um, like certain costs involved, right? So what I mean by that is like, like the best example I can give is um, directions written on a piece of paper versus like Google Maps on your phone, right? Yeah. And no question the amount of of information and recalculation of routes and uh, up-to-date traffic data and all that stuff is way more information than a pen and paper of directions, right? Like, no question. You can't mm-hmm. argue that. But one thing you can't argue either is that um, maybe, like, this can be described in multiple ways, but reliability of pen and paper uh, in the sense of, say... Uh, like it doesn't ever run out of batteries. It doesn't lose a data connection. It doesn't require you to pre-plan like, or it doesn't require you to pre-plan, but like, you know, there's a lot of things that, that a device is susceptible to that pen and paper are not right. Like yeah, running out of battery, right? Like no matter where you are, no matter what your cell phone signal is, no matter how much battery you have in phone, pen and paper will always work. Right. Yeah. And it's like, so when you talk about like Google maps being better than pen and paper, yes, no question. There, there's a lot of things that it's better at, but it's not better at in terms of certain like reliability categories. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Like, I, I think that just shows you that as much as technology has let us do things better, right. In a lot of cases, the, when it doesn't work, right. Um, the downside to that is a lot more severe than the benefit, if that makes sense, right? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, totally. I think as like you can say Google Maps, amazing, but I feel like if you gave people a choice between um, deciding, okay, what what is a bigger deal that you know uh, you don't have to use a map, or that if your battery is dead, you're completely lost, right? Like I think a lot of people yeah. would say that, yeah, the you know, not being able to do get any direction is probably worse, the worst outcome. Yes. And, and given the choice between the two, you know, um, you would just deal with the paper map. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think so. So my 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 long running kind of criticism with a lot of these, um, there's a few different terms for it, like, you know, smart home things, uh, home automation, uh, Internet of Things is. Again, I think it's great because technology has allowed a lot of like the bear to come down so that it's really easy to do these things, right? And that's why there's so many, um, like I don't know how many different like smart switches and things are on the market. There's a ton now, right? And that's great because, you know, there's gives you lots of options and the prices come down. But I just feel like we're, we're still in a state with home automation and I'm surprised it hasn't 
evolved faster than it has, where a lot of it, you know, 10 years from now, may hopefully, you know, um, not longer than that, we'll look back and just be like, oh, we simply made these things because we could, not because they were good or yes. necessary. They're just like, no one needs these things, but we, but because you can make it. And I feel like a lot of yeah. these smart devices, they're like 80% novelty that, oh, I can do this. Not yeah. that it actually, you know, is hugely beneficial yeah. to your life. It's, it's just the, like, oh, uh, look what I can do for my phone, right? And, and that's fine. Yeah. I think there's a certain amount of, um, I'm totally for delight and whimsy and technology because sometimes you just need something to do something that has no function other than it's it's joyful right yeah um, totally. but that's the thing I, I think a lot of like home automation um again I, what it should be is almost invisible right like you should be able to automate everything and you know your life to be surrounded by really intelligent devices and products but it should be invisible and you shouldn't have to do work to, to get, you know, the value out of it, which is, which is actually the big criticism I have with any of these, uh, you know, voice-based assistants. And I know they've gotten yeah, better, yeah. but they've always felt like you, you've had to do so much work just to get the result. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Because even, even, even requesting with voice and even when it works, which it doesn't happen all, sometimes it just doesn't work. And then you're, you're like, you have to like say it again. And then it just doesn't understand yeah, or yeah, it does yeah, something yeah. else. Um, it's just really tricky because if I, you know, if, if I am trying to command something to turn on or off the lights, right. It's cool when that works, but I feel like the benefit of that over just me touching the light switch is like yep. super marginal. And then when it doesn't work, and even if it's 20% of the time, it doesn't work. That's enough that like all that benefit goes out the window, right? Because then you're just frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, why, why are my lights not coming on? Like, and I'm guilty of this because like, and I, I, I obviously love technology and I try to automate a lot of things. We have these uh, blinds, um, smart blinds. And uh, it's great because, you know, like I can, in the morning, uh, it opens up, right? And cool, like the benefit in theory is great. But every now and then at like four in the morning, they'll just randomly open. <laughs> and it's just yeah, like, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, at that, at that, point, that almost negates any of the, uh, the benefits you get from it whenever it's just, and, and you don't know why. It's just like, you try, you're like, okay, I, I can't troubleshoot this, right? Because somewhere in some integration, somewhere it just, there's like some sort of bug and you can't, can't do anything about it. So yeah, that well, is that is it, my it, rant on on smart smart devices. Well, so one, um, you know, I I wanted to uh, say that yeah, you're you're bringing up the Jurassic Park argument, the the, <laughs> the Ian Malcolm could and should. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely awesome quote. Um, yeah. But two, yeah, you know, you're, you're you're right though in the sense that like, so like one of the, one of the best devices I've bought in probably the last you know, X years, you know, that's not very specific, but um, <laughs> uh, let's say the last, I don't know, five, 10 years um, has been the Harmony Hub, right? So the Harmony Hub FDK is basically a, a a little hub that sits on in front of your TV and it allows you to control like your 10 devices that you have to turn on your TV or whatever, right? And I will say like when I control the Harmony Hub with my remote, it is an incredible device, like, because, you know, tapping on a button on my remote does not feel like effort, 
right? It's it's not about home automation. And it removes a massive barrier of one line of sight and getting everything right. And two, the fact that I still, you know, have a pretty old school setup with, you know, like a receiver and a TV and a cable box and whatever, right? Yeah. And so that that genuinely simplifies the operation. Yeah. And I will say, I will I will say before the Harmony Hub, when it was just the Harmony remote, that didn't always simplify it because you still had to like understand that, okay, what is that thing doing? Oh, it's sending multiple signals and you have to make sure you aim your remote at kind of roughly right, those, right. those devices. And if you don't get like it so exactly right, it's it's going to be in this weird you're, like state. Yeah, you're kind of in yeah. this really stuck price. So, so the Harmony Hub really kind of solved that problem where it's like now it really is like you press it 99% of the time it's actually going to work and it's going to work properly and it's going to be great and everything like that. Now... The Harmony Hub does hook up to Google Assistant and Alexa and all this stuff like that. And that is a less, you know, you, you get that frustration, you get those yep. errors, yep. you know, and, and you you definitely lose those kind of things. And and you're right. I think I think it is a it is a result of a very low barrier to entry to develop these things, yeah. right? And not really think them through, right? Yeah. Um and and kind of going back to you know, these kind of older devices and older methods, like a working doorbell. Is I think these things had had inherent, um, and what what I mean by inherent is like not explicitly designed benefits, right? Like reliability, right? It's almost yep. like it's almost like you know, like uh, remember when traffic lights went to LED, and one of the things that they didn't account for was that these really bright burning uh, lights, these old school lights, would melt snow. And then when they went oh, to LED, okay. the LED, I actually didn't. Yeah, even, LED, I didn't know this. That's that's interesting. Yeah. So apparently, one of the issues was like, okay, awesome LED. It's brighter. It's yeah. more power efficient. Da da da. But when snow builds up on it, yeah. it's like you know it doesn't melt, right? And yeah. it's not like they we. It's not like we designed those old incandescent bulbs to melt snow, but they had this inherent benefit that we didn't really think about, right? Yeah. And I think the inherent benefit that we don't think about with non-smart devices. Is is reliable, predictable usage, right? Yep. Like, how many times have you hit a light switch and it hasn't worked? Like, never. I don't think ever, right? No, like, I've never come across a light switch that didn't work one day. Sorry, worked one day and didn't work another day. I mean, yeah, I've come across light switches that was never hooked up and da 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 this and that. But the fact that a light switch worked yesterday and it's not working today, like that's not the switch. Like, there's a bulb, there's a bulb, or it just always works. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I think we're we're definitely doing the you know uh, definitely doing the we could we did it because we could and not because we should. Um, yeah, and everyone's doing it, which is the, the issue. And I, I think I think the other thing too is um, most of the most of the companies making this have not realized that yet, and so they're all competing on things that I don't think are like they're almost trying to one up each other in terms of yeah. like the uselessness, but just because they can, right? So like yes. the next new device that comes out, it like I would I would love if there's you know a company like a Nest or something came out and their whole thing was just it always works, and that's yeah. like it's like it's not very smart, but we just focus on making sure it always works, and we actually don't have any sort of voice assistant stuff and things like that. Our devices are all just um, uh, you set it and forget it, right? And yep. and that's what it is, and and no one's really doing that. Like like that's the thing that's crazy to me is is just like I, I I'm surprised we haven't got to that point. And um, yeah, like the, I think your example with the the Harmony Hub is really great because that's an example of if it works well, you should not know it's there, right? Yeah, it should just yeah. work. And also, it's something that 
is leading to a very meaningful, um, you know, maybe not in any individual use, but you probably use that every day or almost every day. Oh, Think yeah. about how yeah. that adds up, right? And so that that my favorite devices are like that. Like even all the smart um, light switches uh, that uh, we have, they're just set up for like, I, I basically um, only replace the switches that I use every day, right? Because yeah. it's like, cool, like, what are the lights I'm turning on at the same time every day, right? Yeah. Cool, that's a yeah. smart switch now. I never want to like talk to like Siri or anything about it. I'm just going to say at sunset, turn on the light because I would be doing that yeah. anyways. And then I want yeah, it yeah. to always work and I almost want to forget that I even installed it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think there's just like, but again, like the, when I bought that light switch, what's on the box? It's like, oh, it supports Google Assistant and Alexa and it doesn't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. any of that, right? Like it, does, it doesn't talk about, yeah. you can just, you know, set it and not even know it's there. So yeah, I just, I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but I, I feel like the future, in the future, we're going to look back and it's going to be like those novel technologies where like, was like, why did they make that? You know, like why, why, well, why did they do all that stuff? You know what I think it is though? It, it kind of is like what's missing is like the Apple philosophy, right? Like, like if you look at Apple devices, they, I think they historically have been lacking a lot of the kind of features that we kind of hope for, right? Like when the iPhone came out, oh, there's no copy and paste. Oh, when like the Apple TV's out, and one of the big criticisms of Apple TV is that, you know, it doesn't support all HDR formats and like it doesn't support 4K YouTube and all this stuff like that. But like you get surprised at like how incredible everything that is there works, yes. right? Like I was... I was blown away. I don't know if you've ever gone through this because I don't know if you've had a receiver since you've had an Apple TV. But like like to pair your Apple TV remote with a receiver is like insane. Like the, the user experience is like so quick and so fast. And it's, there's like no codes to enter. There's no setup. It's just like just hold the volume up button on your thing and we'll figure it out. And then you yeah. see these like yeah. meters jump and yeah. it's like we've got it, you know. Yeah. And then and we talk about like AirPods Pro and all this stuff like that. And, and I think about like how – like so today – Okay, I didn't have Apple Pay set up on my on my um, on my iPad. Okay, mm-hmm. so so you know you know one of the wicked benefits of iOS, um, Dave. You should definitely listen to this. So so you know <laughs> you know what? Okay, one of my my things I love about iOS. Okay, right now it's such a small thing, but everything's going two factor authentication, right? And two factor authentication sucks because it's like. It's extra security at the cost of convenience, right? Security always battles with convenience, right? Yeah. And But what I love about iOS, and I'm sure you love this too, is the fact that when you get the text message with your code, it automatically appears on your software keyboard, right? So you tap the software keyboard, it enters it automatically for you. You don't have to retype, you don't have to copy, whatever, okay? I recently learned also that this this also exists in Safari. I didn't realize this on Mac OS, like, because I I Mm -hmm. use Chrome. So I didn't realize this actually appears in, in Mac OS as well, which is really nice. So this is all really yeah. nice. But but they took it even a step further. Like I didn't. I don't know if you know this, but like there's certain apps. Like so today I was adding Apple Pay, right? So the Apple the wallet, where I added. Uh, so I had to. I get two step two factor authentication. Like I I didn't even have to tap that software number that the number that came up on my keyboard. Yeah. Like the text message came in. I didn't even notice the text message came in. Like it was like like do not disturb or something like that. They automatically grabbed the phone. They automatically grabbed the six digit mm. number, input it, and it hit submit. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah. it's just like it's so amazingly seamless and perfect. And and don't get me wrong, Apple screws it up a lot, but there's so many times where Apple just does it so perfectly, right? And and yeah. we don't notice it because 
we don't notice it because we don't necessarily interact with all those features, right? Like, like, like you said, like if like I mean, you have an older. I mean, I can't remember. You you have an older Apple TV, right? You don't have the 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 app installer and like no, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so like I mean, most people who bought that Apple TV and most way the, the things that way, the way things are going right now, like I mean, you don't you don't have a receiver, so it's a feature yeah. that no one will really interact with, right? Yet they spent all this time making it such a perfect seamless like thing, right? So I think it's the the anti like the opposite of Apple philosophy, where it's just like let's just pile all these in all these features in, regardless of if they work nicely or not, right? Yeah, and and no one, you're right, no one's taking the time to be like, okay, let's just do this one thing. But do it really well, and you, you, we were hoping that that was Nest, but you yeah, know, they, they messed that up too. <laughs> yeah, that so that was unfortunate, and I, I, I mean, I'll give some criticism to Apple here. Like, it, I, I think okay, out of all the, I don't know what you call them, you know, they're um, the home automation platforms. Like, all the companies have them. Apple has HomeKit, right? Um, yeah, it is. I, it is the best one so far, mostly because what you're saying. There are a lot of limitations, but I think that's for a reason, right? Like, I think. Apple with HomeKit, they're purposely limiting things and having trying to hold a pretty high bar, and, and so that the devices that do support HomeKit, you know, do generally work better. But my yeah. one criticism here is I think that, be, like that is great, but it's not really accelerating um, getting to this better spot because I think if they really wanted to do that correctly, they would be making some of these devices. Right. Yes. And then that would be the ultimate, where they would actually be making, yep. you know, smart switches, right? Smart their own smart lights and things like that, um, their own doorbells, right? Um, so, so I think that's that's kind of the, like, I don't know why they haven't. I'm sure they have good reason, but that's yep. my one criticism is like I don't know why they haven't. They've kind of like half committed to it, but I think if they really yep. wanted to do it right, it seems like there's a huge opportunity for them to come in, and maybe they're going to do that. I feel like things like the HomePod is maybe a little bit, bit of a step in that direction. Well, that's but what I, I wonder. I'm yeah. wondering if they're kind of if they're kind of laying down the groundwork right now. It's like yeah. okay, HomeKit's going to be in place, the HomePod's going to be in place, the Apple TV's going to be in place, and then yeah. they're going to kind of come in with their hardware right? accessories and yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, Anyways, that was so, yeah. uh, that's my rant. That's a good rant. I, I really got into that rant. Like, I, I, there's so many of your rants. Where I'm like, I'm gonna let Aaron have this rant. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have much to say about this. But no, I totally, totally yeah. agree with you on that one. That one, that's a really good point. All right, if you uh, have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com. Now, this being our second last episode, uh, you know, and we're coming to a close here, but just yep. want to mention a couple really quick things here. Um, we haven't had car news in ages. The 2022 yeah. Subaru BRZ. Did you see that came out? I did. Looks, yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks pretty cool. The styling's pretty nice. Uh, definitely coveted rear wheel drive car. Um, Last of Us, really famous PlayStation uh, series. Uh, they've just been. Uh, they've just announced there's going to be an HBO series. Um, interested oh. about that? I have. I haven't played the game. Um, but the game is uh, uh, like it's heralded as like. Uh, an amazing like story like that like apparently gets pretty emotional and people love the mm-hmm. stories so i mean the game curious. itself i also haven't played it but it the game itself looked like a movie like from what i've seen right it's very yeah story driven cinematic yeah 
Yeah. People have apparently got very emotionally invested in that. Um, there is a, a device that I want to talk about, but I'll just mention it briefly. Um, there is a, a device called the FreeWrite Traveler. It is kind of a distraction-free writing tool. So it's basically a word processor with an e-ink display. Um, literally just meant for like writers. So if you want to kind of go out into the park and have a distraction-free way to just type, uh, you can get this free write traveler for the low cost of $700 uh, American for a (laughs) device that only does word processing. It's a little bit crazy. Um, And then uh, the last thing I will mention is um, there, you know what? I, uh, all this stuff is really not that important. (laughs) It's like, no, I, okay, I will, well, I will mention the, your your Last of boom. Us um, uh, yes. uh, news piece. I, I'll mention, I don't, I don't know if you know this or talked about it before, but I heard that they're considering, a, I think, a TV series, but maybe a movie of um, Uncharted. Have you heard of this? Uh, we did talk about this. Did we talk about Tom this? Holland? Tom Holland, remember? Oh, like, yes. We even have... A- <laughs> so this episode <laughs> is all just <laughs> reposting the... <laughs> <laughs> just just rehashing rehashing of uh that wasn't that yeah, long ago so, right like it must be it must be fairly like not like recent if i am just seeing this again mentioned somewhere yes yeah well i mean it's, it was within the last 13 weeks yeah uh, for sure it was, the, it was this season <laughs> um it, it was even it was even a featured etc clip um so so yeah, uh, yeah. So so rehash news. Uh, Tom Holland yeah. is in so this season is over. As uh, as you, <laughs> this is like this is a good this is a good metric, right? If we start repeating news yes. from the current season, that is a good that is a good sign. Good, We're good done. Sign. We are <laughs> done. done. We are done. Um, I mean, but it, I mean, it is linked, right? Like the reason, like that's the same studio, right? Who who created Last of Us and Uncharted. Naughty Dog. I, I I didn't even know that, but I for some reason <laughs> for some reason it just reminded me of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, oh man, there's just it's just so much stuff. There was there's other car news too. Actually, I was I was gonna bring up. Um, there's there's a new there's a new electric car coming out. The the Pure Air or something. No, that's Lu- Lucid. Right? Lucid. Lucid. Yeah. Lucid. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Is, yeah, is yeah. it called Pure? Is it called Pure? Is it Pure in the name at no, all? No, Air, Air. I don't. I don't think Air? there's any, I don't think Pierre's in the name, but Air, I think it's just called okay. Lucid Air, which is their kind of okay, um, okay. larger sedan, I think, like the Model S type competitor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot, a lot um, of electric so, cars. I mean, we, we could, maybe that's something we could talk about with our uh, eco episode. Yes. Our, our, well, Deanna yeah, did, sustainability Deanna episode. did leave the car. Yeah. Deanna did mm. leave the car part to us. So um, yeah. we'll definitely get that. All right. On that note, uh, we are, we're going to end off this episode. Um, yes, we are definitely running out of material, but stay tuned. Sometime in December, we are going to release yeah. a Christmas episode to end off this amazing season. It's been an awesome comeback. Um, you know, we definitely really enjoyed it. And it won't be too far. You know, it won't be, it won't be too long. Um, and if you're looking for your ETC fix over the holidays, definitely go back into the ETC archive. There is 53 episodes that you can listen to and even holiday gift idea episodes that you can get involved in. So uh, definitely be, ch- be sure to check that out. But 2021 has a lot in store for us. I've got a lot of, a lot of things in this noggin here that uh, I have in mind um, to, to ramp things up. And 
And so, so it, you're right. It, it sounds like 13 episodes is, <laughs> is the cap of our, of our of our information. That's all we can do. Uh, dispersal. Yeah. All right. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the etc podcast. If you want to see a vo- if you want to leave a voice message or see our official website, go to anchor.fm slash the dash etc dash podcast. Although it is currently down because of the AWS outage. Uh, the ETC podcast is currently hosted on anchor.fm but distributed to all your favorite podcast platforms including Apple Podcasts Spotify Overcast Google Podcasts and more Um, but as for now that is it for this episode 53 on this wonderful Wednesday November 25th 2020 my name is Casey Lee and sitting across the city from me as always is we'll see you guys on the holiday special AWS doorbells terrible idea (laughs) 